standing for the reading of God's word. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 9. chapter 9 and beginning at verse beginning at verse 57 and it came to pass that as they went in the way a certain man said unto him Lord I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest and Jesus said unto him foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said unto, said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at my house, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. And this morning, by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach on overcoming the spirit of procrastination. Overcoming the spirit of procrastination. You can be seated this morning. The word procrastinate means to, to delay, to put off, to linger. I think we all can relate to that this morning. I know I, I can. Um, just a couple of months ago, um, got a letter in the mail. And um, I guess the letter, I'm the type of person I really don't like looking at mail, especially if it's bills. I don't really like opening it. I don't really like paying attention to it. I, I wish that it would just you know, fly, fly away somewhere, hopeful, you know, wishful thinking. But um, I guess it was a piece of mail that I had neglected um, to look um, at. And my wife, I got up one morning, and she's in the, she's in the, um, she's ironing. And she said, did you see this? I said, no, I don't know what, what it is you're holding in your hand. I don't know what it is. And she says, this is a letter saying, that your license are going to be suspended in a couple of days. And I guess that I had felt when I had paid the ticket, I felt to um, realize that I was supposed to go to driving school. And now I'm getting a letter in the mail saying, because you have procrastinated, pretty much saying because you've delayed, you've put off, procrastinated um, 
Now your license is about to be suspended in a couple of days. And luckily all I had to do was pay the remaining fee of the ticket. You know, all it is is just a money thing for them. So they ain't worrying about whether you take the class or not. Somewhere or another, you're going to pay it. And so luckily I was able to just call and pay the remainder of that ticket that I would have had to pay anyway if I would have took the class. And everything was was okay. And that's just a, a simple example of what can happen when we procrastinate, when we put things off, when we delay on things that are of great importance. Here in this text we read where an individual came to Jesus and he began to make and proclaim a bold statement. He said, Lord, wherever it is that thou goest, wherever you are, wherever, he said, I'll come. I'm going with you. And, you know, we have to be very careful in making statements and proclaiming great things because you can rest assured that it's going to be put to the test at some point or another. Something is going to come to test whether you really meant what it was that you said. Words will be tried, and it's going to be put to the test. And Jesus said, yeah, you want to follow me, huh? You want to be wherever it is that I am. And Jesus had to make something very clear for him and let him know that, you know, the foxes, they have holes. And they got their, little, their holes that they're going to and they take shelter. He said, the birds of the air, they have their nests. He said, but, and I'm pretty sure it was very shocking for this man to hear, but he said that the Son of Man hath no place to lay his head. In other words, Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, then it's going to call, it's going to call for some kind of sacrifice. You're going to have to be willing to sacrifice, to follow me, and to be where it is that I am. And you know, you don't read anything else about this individual and, and him saying, okay, Lord, I'll go. Because you'll find out that we have the habit of proclaiming great things. We have the habit of making bold statements, but when we figure out and when we come to realize the price that we have to pay to follow through with what we've made, the statements that we've made, and to fulfill it, we find out that it's easier said than done. You don't believe it? Read in the text where Peter, the Bible says that Jesus begins to tell them how that he was going to be taken by wicked hands, he was going to be beaten. He's going to be crucified. All of these things. And Peter began to rebuke him. He began to say all of these things. And, and Jesus is, he's constantly putting this on their mind, letting them know that this is going to happen. People, they're going to come and take me. At one point, the Bible says that he told them that, you know, you guys, you all are going to leave. You're going to bail out. You're going to walk away. You're going to run away as the 
the scripture had already, the prophet had already prophesied about it where he said, smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. And so it had already been spoken. And Jesus is telling them this. And the Bible says that Peter, the Bible says that he spoke vehemently with, with great passion. He said, everybody else may leave, but I'm not leaving you. I'm not going anywhere. And you'll find out when the time came, Jesus had to tell them that you're going to deny me three times before the, 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 the rooster even crows twice. You're going to deny me three times. And when it came down to him fulfilling the words that he had spoke with such great confidence, Peter figured out that it wasn't that easy. It wasn't so easy. It was a, it was a whole lot easier to say it than it was to actually do it. And so if I'm going to make a statement, I got to... I got to realize that I have to understand what it's going to take for me to fulfill it. What it's going to take for me to keep and fulfill whatever it is that I'm, that I'm saying. Because you'll find out that when we figure out the sacrifice that we have to make, and if it, what we may have to go through, we're not too willing to go through with it. And so, this young man, you don't hear anything else about him. Jesus tells now, here's where it really gets down to us putting things off because Jesus begins to call one and he says, come. He said, follow me. And the individual, he begins to tell him that how that, but first, first. Now, right there, he messed up right there, just saying first. And telling, in other words, he wanted Jesus to wait on him. He wanted Jesus to accept being anything but first. He wanted Jesus to accept being anything else other than the number one priority. And Jesus had to let him know. He said, you know what? You let, and people will say, well, he was, Jesus, that was real kind of insensitive of him to say that. He said, let the dead bury their dead. But you got to realize what that young man was telling him. He was talking to the one that was the first. He was talking to the one that was the beginning. He was talking to the one that was the alpha. And he was trying to get him to accept being anything other than that. Being anything other than the number one priority. We got to understand that God is not going to sit on the back burner for us. We got to understand that God is not going to accept being anything else other than the top priority in our lives and we got to make it up in our minds that he will he's going to be the number one priority the top priority God is not going to accept the third spot on the list he's not going to accept the 20th spot he's not going to accept the 50th spot God wants to be number one because whether he's number one in our lives or not he's still who he is he's still the first He's still the beginning. He's still the alpha. You know what? He's still the last. He's still the ending. He's still the omega. And guess what? He's everything in between. God is everything that you could ever uh, think of and imagine. God supersedes all of that. And I got to get in line with his word this morning. I got to make it up in my mind that he's going to be first 
in my life. And so this young man, he, as he begins to say, but let me do this, let me do that, that spirit of procrastination that I'll get around to it sometime, at some point or another, but let me go and do this. Let me go and accomplish this. So many of us at times or this world, this life, you'll find out that not too many people have time for God. They don't have time for the things of God. They want God to accept being last in their lives. They want God to accept them pursuing everything else, and then after they've pursued it, then they want to come to God. I'm going to tell you, God is supposed to come. God is, has to come before everything in my life. God has to come. A lot of people don't, don't agree with this, but God has to come before your family. God has to come before your family. Because Jesus said, if you love father, if you love mother, if you love brother, sister, you go down the list, son, daughter, whoever, if you love them more than me, then you're not fit to be my disciple. You're not fit. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to be his disciple. I want to be one of the ones that has been called by him, but I have to understand the sacrifice that it takes in order to be one of his. I got to understand that I can't put God on the back burner and still believe that I'm one of his. I can't tell God, well, when I get time, I'll do those things. No, it's not about me getting time. It's about me making time for God. And you know what? Some things I'm going to just have to throw out the window so that I can free up some more time for God. Because I'm going to tell you, the spirit, the devil would love for us to fall into a mindset of thinking that we have time. He'd love for us to think that, well, you can go and you can do this. You can accomplish this. You can you can. You can be about the career. You can be about the family. You can be about making as much money as you possibly can. That church stuff, it'll be there. Okay? That, that, that reading the Bible, you'll get around to it at some time. That, that, that praying thing, okay, it, it's okay if you miss it. You'll get around to it. And years after years, people have these mind, that mindset at their approach as they constantly delay. They constantly put off things. And you'll find out. You never have the time. The time never comes. It never comes. As people delay and delay, they put off and they put off. The next individual, Jesus said, Jesus told him, he said, hey, come follow me. He said, wait. He said, but first, I got people back at the home. I got family back at the home. Let me go bid them farewell. And then I'll come and follow you. And so you see this, this attitude of, of putting off the land. God is calling. God is trying to get people and trying to bring them into what he has for them. And people are constantly putting them off. Constantly saying, I'll get around to that later. I'll make time for that 
some other time. I, I got to complete this first in my life. I got, I got to accomplish this. I got I to gotta achieve this goal first in my life. And, and I, I got to get the home first. I got I to gotta get the family first. I got I to gotta get, I got to reach the top of the ladder first. And then I'll have time. When, maybe in my, my, my older age I'll have time to be <laughs> committed to God. Young people think that if they give their lives over to God right now, completely and wholeheartedly, that they're going to miss out on things. And you know, the world, the devil, calls people to fall into that trap and that mindset that you have time. Live it up, okay? Um, we talked the other night, the, 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 the big, big thing in our world is that you only got one life to live, okay? But you know what? That's a very true statement. You do. You do only have one life to live. And I've made it up in my mind that I'm going to do my very best to live it according to God's word. Because you know what? You don't get another shot. You don't get another chance at it. You don't get to redo it. You don't get to do it over. So you got to make sure that you're doing it the right way. You got to make sure you're going about it according to God's word according to God's plan, but people think that living life and making the best of it as they delay, they prolong what God wants to do in their life. They think that at first I gotta, I gotta sow my wild oats. I gotta live free. I gotta party. I gotta have a good time. And think that they have an opportunity to make the decision on when they're gonna come to God. But you know what? We don't make that call. We don't make the call of when we come to God. When God comes knocking on our door, when God draws us and pulls us in, that's the time to grab a hold. That's the time to seize the opportunity. When it is brought before us, it's not for us to say, well, you know what? I'll call you again. I'll call you. I'll when I, when I have some time to, to go through with that, I, I, I'll get in touch with you. You got to understand that when that, when somebody brings you the word of God or when the word of God is presented to you, you got to know that, that, that God has ordained that time just for you. We was talking to someone just yesterday out on outreach, and we was telling them about the, telling them about the word of God. And we had to let this, this man know that, hey, this is not just some, some another up, uh, time. This is, not just, this is not just happened out of chance. This, God has ordained this time for you to hear the truth of his word. And you got to make the best of it. You can't put it off and say, I'll get around to it some other time. Paul came. And the Bible says that he, he sat, he stood before uh, Felix, and he began to talk to Felix about some things. The Bible says that he began to reason with him about righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. God, so, in other words, Paul talked to him about being upright, about having self-control, and about the judgment to come. In other words, letting him know that there was a judgment that is coming. How many know that there's judgment that is on its way? 
There's judgment that is on its way to this world and for everybody that lived for this world. You know what? I want to take heed to what God's word is saying this morning. The Bible says that as Paul spoke, Felix trembled. Okay? He felt every word that Paul spoke. He knew that what Paul was saying was the word of God. But the Bible says somehow he shook it off and he said that I'll call you back when I have a convenient time. I'm going to tell you, it is crazy to think that you can decide when you're going to accept the word of God. When the word of God comes to you, you got to make it up in your mind that I hear that, I understand it, I feel it, and you know what? I'm going to grab a hold of it. I'm going to apply it to my life. I'm done delaying. I'm done stalling. I'm going to allow God to have his way in my life once and for all. I'm going to allow God to change me. Gonna allow God to have this way in my heart. All throughout the scripture, you'll read in many examples of people that had opportunities. The opportunity that we have today, there's an opportunity that awaits each and every one of us here. You have an opportunity to have your change, your life changed. Opportunity to allow God to deliver, to set free, to wash away all sins. Opportunity to allow God to fill you with his precious gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to stall when it comes to that. I don't want to put that off. We all uh, could understand the importance if, if something happens in our life. Definitely if it, it, it touches our body, it, it is... Is jeopardizing our health. We understand the importance of getting it taken care of, not putting it off and saying, I'll get around to it someday. I'll get around to it another day. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it when I have time to take care of it. No, we are concerned. We understand that it is very urgent that we get it taken care of right now that it is addressed right now. Well, I got news for you. More than your health, more important than your health and anything else, your salvation is a whole lot more important than that. My salvation, where I end up for eternity, is a whole lot more important than that. Jesus said it like this. He said, what, what good is it if you enter into hell whole? He taught that. He said it's better that you enter in to eternal life or heaven missing some kind of limb. Maybe you have to walk with a, a limp. Maybe you're missing an arm or a leg or, or a sickness has stricken your body. But it's a whole lot more important that you make it into eternal life. My salvation is a whole lot more important than anything else. And I got to be serious about it this morning. I can't say that I'll have tomorrow. I can't say that I'll have next week. I can't say that next month, next year. Oh, I'm still young. I'll get around to it. The devil wants you to think that way. He wants you to believe that you'll be able to get around to it. But I'm going to tell you, 
and God, when the people don't understand how merciful God is. People don't understand that God extends his mercy to them on a daily basis. And he's trying to get them to recognize that it's his mercies. Didn't the writer say that it's because of his mercies that we're not consumed? But over and over, as God is trying to pull people out, God is trying to bring people out. Service after service, God is trying to pull people out. He's trying to save. He's trying to deliver. And over and over, people linger. They stall. They delay. The Bible tells us that God sent angels down to Sodom and Gomorrah to get Lot and his family out of there. As God was about to bring judgment on those cities. The word tells us that when those angels got there, they began to talk to Lot and tell him what God was going to do to the city. He, they encouraged him to get his family together, get everybody together, get them out of there. But you'll read, the Bible tells us that Lot, he walked around, he trying to get things together. The Bible says that the word, the Bible used the word that he lingered. He lingered. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but if God sends me angels and telling me that this place is about to be destroyed, get out of here. I'm not worried about nothing else. I'm not worried about the family. I'm going to grab the family, and I'm getting out of there. I'm not standing around. I'm not lingering. I'm not stalling. But do you know that's how people are when it comes down to salvation? Do you know that that's how people are when it comes down to turning their back to the world and getting out of this world and the mindset and the mind frame that this world has? Because God is going to destroy this world. He is going to destroy it. Peter tells us that it's going to be by fire. God is going to destroy it. But you'll find out too many times people hear the word of God. But because they can't let go of ties that they have in the world. Because they can't let go of ungodly relationships. Ungodly friendships. They can't, do, they can't break away from ungodly family members that is only pulling them down. They can't, they can't break away from Hollywood and things that pollutes your mind and causes people to live in a fairy tale and want to try to build their lives the same way and, and mimic what everybody else in, in Hollywood and, and pop culture is doing. Because they can't break away, God is saying, I'm going to destroy this world. But because people can't break away from it, they linger, they stall, they delay on what God wants to do in their lives. And the Bible says that those angels had to lay hold on Lot, lay hold on his wife and his children and his daughters. The Bible talked about how that God's mercy, it was God's mercy, it was because of God's mercy. And they had to pull them out. God is trying to pull people out. God is trying to bring them out and bring them into a place 
of safety. When I say safety, I'm talking about the church. I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about people that have been called out of this world. And God is trying to pull. He's trying to save. He's trying to set people free. You know what? The people that live for this world, they're going to get what this world is going to get. I've made up in my mind that I don't want to live for this world. I made up in my mind that I'm going to make a decision today. I made up in my mind that I'm going to leave here and I'm going to commit my ways unto the Lord. Whatever it is that God wants to do in my life, I'm, start, I'm done fighting. I'm done stalling. I'm done delaying. I'm done putting it off saying that I'll get around to it because guess what? The Bible tells us that now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Honey, if you're ever going to be baptized in Jesus' name, today is the day to do it. If you're going to ever repent of your sins, today is the day to do it. If you're going to ever be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, today is the day to get your hands in the air, open up your mouth and your heart, and let God fill you with his spirit. Today is the day to do it. And thinking, you know, it's very, it's very comfortable, soothing to us to believe that we have time and to believe that we can call the shots. The truth is, there are some people that think that they have control over their lives, that they can call the shots, they can make the decisions on when they're going to do things and, and when they're not going to do things. And you know what? It's important that when God tries to open up our understanding to his word, it's important that we allow God to have his way in our lives, in our hearts. Because you'll find out that if people won't hear God's word, God will allow something to come to help people to understand that you don't have control. You don't have control. I don't have control over anything. And so I have to, I have to stop procrastinating. I have to stop delaying. God has been trying to reach for years. God has been trying to save people for years. And people constantly put it off, constantly delay. God has been trying to call people into prayer for years. And people are constantly delaying, putting it off. I'll get around to it. I'll do it one day. God is trying to tell people, open up the word. See what, see what my word says. Stop taking everybody else's advice. And how about you go to the source? Open up my word and see what it says. And people constantly procrastinate over and over, day in and day out, month in, month out, year after year, as they feel that I'll get around to it at some time, some point. I'll get around to doing it. But I'm going to tell you, we have to be careful. We have to be careful and we have to understand that we have to grab a hold of the opportunity while we have it. We got to know that uh, us being here this morning, it's not an accident. It's not an accident. You got up, we got up this morning, we made the decision, I'm going into the house of the Lord. Do you know that those are not your thoughts? Do you know that it was the Spirit of God that drew you in here? 
People say, well, no, I made the decision to come into the house of the Lord. Read what the scripture says. Jesus said, no man comes to the Father unless the Spirit draws him. So that means God spoke to your heart. God put it in your heart that I want to get into the house of the Lord. I'm going into the house of the Lord. And understand that if God took that much time to put that in your heart, that means that he wants you here because he has something for you. That means God wants to do something in your life. That means God wants to put something inside of you that he knows that you desperately need. And so I don't want to prolong that. I don't want to delay that. I don't want to stall when it comes down to giving myself over to God and committing my ways unto him. These individuals, they said, first, let me do this. Let me do this. Everybody's telling God, first, let me, let me, let me go and let me accomplish this. Let me, let me, let me, let me get my career together. First. Let me, let me build up the, the bank account. I, I, let me, I got to get some things straight in my life first. You know, oftentimes you hear people and you tell them about coming to God, and people have this weird idea. Like I never understood it. I never did understand what it meant to, you tell people to come to church, you need to be in the house of the Lord. Come to church, and people are like, well, I got to get things straight first. I got to get myself together first. I got to get myself straight first. And that's like, telling a doctor that before I come I got this broke leg and I need to see a doctor but that's like me telling the doctor well let me let me let me let this heal first or let let me let me fix this first hello the doctor is there for a reason you can't heal yourself you can't fix yourself matter of fact if you don't let the doctor take care of it it's going to it's going to grow back or heal wrong. The doctor got to set that thing back in place so that when it heals, it heals properly. And too many people think that they can fix themselves. Well, I'm going to get myself together, then I'm going to come to church. Well, if you can get yourself together, what you come to church for? What's the reason? What's the purpose? It doesn't make any sense. I have to understand that I come to church and I let God fix me. I understand that I have to come to God, and God is going to do the fixing. I can, you know, you can try all day long to fix yourself, and you, I'm going to only make things worse. I'm going to only make a mess of things, but I need to let God fix me. I need to let God heal me. I need to let God touch my life. I need to let God fill me with the Holy Ghost. I need to let God pull me out because he's the only one that can. He's the only one that can. Too many times people think that they can fix themselves. Too many times people think that they don't have a need for God. Or they think that, I'll, I'll do that some other time. Some other time. And people delay. Do you know that it's not just enough? Do we know that it's not just enough to come to church? Do you know that it's not just enough to be around people that have a relationship with God? 
It's not enough. I have to grab a hold of what God is trying to do in my life and what God wants to do. The Bible talks about, Jesus talked about, he gave an example of ten virgins. The Bible says that five was wise and five was foolish. The wise ones, they had oil in their lamps. The foolish, they didn't have any oil. The Bible says they didn't, they didn't even take any. And the Bible says that they all slept and slumbered together. They was all together. They were all together. And the Bible says that the time came where the bridegroom came. And the five, the foolish ones, they said, hey, give us some of your oil. And the wise said, no, we ain't giving you none of our oil unless we don't have enough. Go buy, go get your own oil. But you, do you know that when the bridegroom comes, it's too late to try to get some oil? It's too late to try to fill your lamps in. It's too late to try, try to get what you had, should have been getting while the bridegroom. You hear what I'm saying this morning? It's going to be too late then. It's going to be too late to try to make things right. It's going to be too late to be, try to get full of the Spirit. And the Bible says, and it teaches, it shows how that they procrastinated, they delayed, they, they, they lingered, they stalled as they thought they had time. I'm sure they thought they had time. Too many people are thinking, I have time. I have time to, to get that Holy Ghost. I have time to really commit myself to God and, and really live faithfully. I have time to do that. I have time. But the Bible says that the bridegroom came, and I'm sure they didn't expect for the bridegroom to come on that day. How many know that when he returns back, it's going to be on a day that we will not expect, we will not, we will not know, how many know that he can come back at any time for us, personally? Any time. And so, I don't want to spend life procrastinating with the most, I'm going to tell you, people have an ideal of what is important in life. I'm going to tell you, your salvation is more important than anything else. It's more important than money. It's more important than people. It's more important than careers. It's more important than climbing the success ladder. Where I end up for eternity is a whole lot more important than that. Those things are going to fade. It's going to pass away. But where I spend the rest of eternity is the most important thing. And too many people play around with it. Too many people let it come and go. Let opportunities come and pass them by. The writer, the prophet Jeremiah, he talked about a time that had came and gone. And he said, we're still not saved. As people lingered, as people delayed, as people procrastinated, and the time came, and it passed them by as they were so wrapped up and consumed by everything else. 
I don't ever want to be so consumed with this life and with uh, familiar relationships and with trying to gain money and with, with trying to gain possessions that I can't spend time and, and dedicate myself and commit myself to the most important thing that I ever come in contact with, and that's the Word of God. That is ensuring, I'm talking about ensuring, knowing without a shadow of a doubt that I'm in line with God's Word, that I'm right with God. That's the most important thing. Nothing else will, will matter when it's all said and done. Only that will. Only that will. Let us stand this morning. I got to overcome the spirit that tries to tell me that because I can, I can feel it this morning as some people feel that uh, it's not that big. Yeah, I got time. I got time. I got time. I got time. I can play the games. I can play around. I can, I can do this. I can do that. I got time. I'm going to get around to serving God at some point. But right now, I, I got, my mind is focused on school. My mind is focused on career. And I'm not saying nothing is wrong with those things. I'm just saying that those things shouldn't come before God. Those things shouldn't come before making my calling and election sure. Individuals said, first, let us do this. And I'm going to tell you, Jesus ain't going to settle. He ain't going to settle for the second spot. He ain't settling for the last spot. He's not settling for it. It's not. He has to be my number one priority. Number one. He's not going to, that's who he is. He can't, he can't settle for being last. He can't settle for being he can't settle for being second. He is first. That's who he is. My my walk with God has to be top priority. It has to be top priority. I can't I can't believe and I can't think that I can delay and I can put it off. People have gone years putting off God. I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. I, I, I gotta, things are, things are, my life is chaotic. Do you know, do you know that it's crazy to think that we can fix our problems? It's crazy to think that. It's crazy to think that you can fix you, or that I can fix me. There's only one that can fix us. There's only one that understands how we are wired because he created us. And I'm going to tell you, he has the answer. He has the answer this morning. Somebody got to make it up in their mind. I've gone too long putting off God. I've gone, I've gone too long putting off what God wants to do in my life. I've delayed long enough. I've procrastinated long enough. I've allowed other things 
to get in the way. I've allowed other things long enough to get in the way of me and Jesus. I've allowed family long enough. I've allowed big-headed people that said that they cared about me and come to find out that they didn't really care about me. I've allowed that long enough. Because you don't want, you don't want your end. I don't want my end to be like those virgins. I don't want my ends to be like those that came knocking on the door saying, let us in, and the word came back. I know you not. I don't know you. I can't let you in. I can't let my end be like the one, like Esau's end as he came back wanting to get it back. But it was too late. Played around with it. Stalled. Procrastinated. Said service after service as God tried to reach for people and tried to pull and tried to open up people's eyes and understanding to his word and, and service after service, opportunity after opportunity. Uh, I'll get around to it. Oh, that was cute that was spoken. Yeah. Maybe somebody else heard it. Maybe it was for somebody else. No, it ain't for nobody else. It's for me. God is not trying to reach just some people. God is trying to reach us all. God is trying to fill us all. God is trying to change us all. He's constantly trying to work on us all. I need it. I haven't made it yet. I haven't gotten to a point, and I'll never get to a point where I think that I don't need God to work on me. I need God to work on me this morning, too. Amen. I need God to touch me. I need him to renew me. I need him to strengthen me. Feel the Holy Ghost in here this morning. Paul talked with them about righteousness, temperance, judgment to come. There is judgment that is on its way. And it's coming to everybody that live for this life. People that put off the things of God. I don't want to put off prayer. I don't want to put off the reading of God's word. I don't want to put off coming into the house of the Lord and giving God my everything. You know, sometimes we think that, well, if we don't give God all that we have, well, I have another service to get it right. That is a lie. I'm not promised another service. I'm not promised another minute. So while I'm here, I got to pour it all out. I got to walk out of these, when I walk out of these doors, I got to know that I gave God everything. I didn't hold anything back. I gave it all to him because I can't think that I have time to do it. I have another service. I can put off this service or I can, I can sit out on this one. I'll have another one to get it right. No, I want to get it right right now. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. If I'm going to praise God, I need to praise him now. If I'm going to cry out to God and let the tears flow and ask God to, to forgive me and wash away some things, I got to do it now. If I'm going to be baptized in the precious name of Jesus and allow his blood to wash away everything that I've ever done wrong and said wrong, it has to happen now. 
If I'm going to be filled with the Holy Ghost, now, today is the day to do it. Let's lift up our hands and let's call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. It's crazy to think that I'll be able to do it at some point. I, I got too much going on in my life right now to be concerned about this God thing. I can... I'll commit myself unto Lord, him when things calm down or, or when I accomplish some things in life. Lord, give then me I'll you. live for God. Lord, we don't make that decision. We don't call those shots. God is give in control of that. I got to have an understanding that while I'm here way. this morning, now is the time to give let God touch you. my heart. Come on, it ain't time for me, it ain't time for me to whisper, it's time for me to lift up my voice and call out to God like I never have before. Somebody, I know you feel what I'm saying this morning. I know you feel the word of God this morning. I know you feel God tugging at your heart, pulling at your heart. Now is the time. Now, I've delayed long enough. I put it off long enough. Lord, give me now you. is the time to let God Lord, have his way in my life. Now give is the time. You. This altar is open this morning. Somebody come with your heart lifted with your hands. Give me you. Mind made up that I'm, I'm done putting off what God wants to do in my life. Lord, give me you. I'm done saying that I'll get around to Lord, it. I'm here to allow God to have his way. I'm here to allow God to touch me. I'm here to...